All right, now we're actually live. All right, welcome to the Crossing Streams podcast, where intros are overrated and and, and we don't need one. <laughs> I think the dream is to get intro music and outro music, just clips that we use the same one every time. Because I honestly think that when we come in here and we could just start shooting the breeze, that's I think what makes it you know, most comfortable. There's a. Do you know who Bobby Lee is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a comedian. He and he has a podcast that I listen to, and his podcast is cool because they they have intro music and then it like fades into like a, the middle of a conversation. Yeah, that's what I want. That's how that's how the uh, Joe Rogan's podcast does that too. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, but the the trick is is most of the time that's like specialized music because otherwise we'd have to pay for the rights to a particular portion of a song. Right. Well, and do you though? I don't think you do on podcasts. If you were to use it regularly on YouTube, you do for sure. But I yeah. don't know if on. I mean, I guess if you're monetizing the podcast, they may say, "Hey, dude, you're using my shit." We just have to pick something that's in our budget. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what would be in our budget yeah. at this point. Like we can't afford like a Rolling Stone song, but we could yeah. probably afford like a. I don't know. I don't know either. A local band, <laughs> yeah. maybe like a local like high school concert band would sell us a song yeah like some trumpets or something all we got to do is make a, a donation to their i don't know to something you used to be in band you know what i'm <laughs> have been getting really into let me tell you about my obsession of the week okay all right it's music related so i think this is not the worst segue in the whole world that's a good segment obsession of the week obsession of the week because <laughs> you know my obsessions change pretty quickly right um my obsession this week has been throwback music for okay. the most part well throwback for me and it has been the band Sublime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've wow. been I've been listening to about well, and just I think in general I've been listening to um, Sublime's Pandora Station. So I've been getting a lot of the Stoner Rock. Okay, you know, and I've been digging it, bro. And I think maybe it's because the weather's starting to get a little pretty nice and a little warmer. So I've been having my windows down, like a little revolution. Yeah, or. Um, Oh, I'm so bad with the other bands. Uh, I- Iration? Yeah, I- yeah. I- that, Iration, I think. Uh, slightly Stupid? Yeah. Those yeah. those things are popping It's all up. like white guy reggae. Although, in fairness, for whatever reason, because Pandora has like the, I don't know if their mixing is all that good, but they have pretty, they're pretty consistently like, they'll play me my Sublime song, and then they'll play Red uh, the Chili Peppers. And then they'll play any third white guy reggae band and then they'll go back to sublime back to red hot chili peppers and then again well and just that's how it goes forever so i got a lot of red hot chili peppers in my brain and a lot of sublime i like red hot chili peppers though i don't mind them they're cool i don't mind them but i didn't ask for the red hot chili pepper station i asked for the sublime station that is a weird thing about pandora is it like slowly takes your music somewhere and you're like i didn't this isn't what i asked for like you're just giving me now something that kind of relates and then something that kind of related to that now i'm in something different and frankly without that i wouldn't have necessarily thought of red hot chili peppers and sublime in the same category oh no absolutely not but it's like music white guys born in the early 90s listen to uh, I think it's I think it's a little older than us actually. It's Red Hot 80s. Chili Peppers? No, really? no, uh, Sublime. Oh, Sublime. Because I mean, I bought a bunch of I bought like maybe five songs because I don't actually I don't have like an Apple Music thing, um, and so I bought like maybe five or six of the of the big um, Sublime songs, and they're all their big album I think came out in like ninety seven. Yeah, their first album came out in like ninety two. Right. So I mean I think there we if you're kids. listening to that when they when it came out you're probably 15, right? Yeah. But dude, what's funny is you know it's weird like to be considered like a 90s kid. Mm-hmm. Like we we're tech, we're 90s kid. Like people our age are like, "Yeah, I'm a 90s bait." But it's like, dude, you were when the 90s ended, we were 9. <laughs> we right. didn't really I remember half of the 90s. You, you know? think we're 90s kids? Well, I feel like people at our age call themselves mm. 90s because I'm not a person who does that. I'm right. not like, oh, I'm a 90s kid. But like kids who are quote unquote 90s kids, are like, yeah, I watched The Rugrats and Ah, Real Monsters. But it's like, yeah, those things were popular in like the early 2000s. Like, I understand that's when we were kids, but mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the 90s. You know, 90s kids like Boy Meets World, but it's like Boy Meets World was popular when the 90s ended, the 90s were over. Right? When you're, was the, you're right. When did Boy Meets World, when was it popular? Or when was it made? 
from what 96 was the probably the first episode 97 tops? probably like 90 i'm kind of guessing here i'm going 95 to 2002 okay all right. That's what I'm guessing. So we watched it when we were... They graduated in 1998. Graduated so high school? The the characters did, yeah. Okay. But a lot of the show was them in college. I mean, the last... They then had, like, another three or four seasons, yeah. But you're completely right. You, you made a point about how people our age at least claim themselves to be 90s kids. I think they're wrong, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we just have to deal with the fact that we're millennials. Yeah. It's fine. We're, we're early 2000s because you're right. Like, your formative years are really kind of your, your 10 to 16 is yeah. really when you're – those are your formative years. Those early years, you don't really, like, retain – I mean, you retain a lot, but not quite as much pop culture-wise, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I don't remember as much of the stuff in the 90s as I do the early 2000s. Oh, definitely. Same thing with – and, like, our style, it was shaped early 2000s. Like, we didn't dress like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No. But 90s people dressed like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We dressed more like – um, who did we dress like? Jesse Pinkman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did dress like Jesse. We did dress like Jesse Pinkman. When I watch that show, I relate to that. And even like yeah. talked like I'm like, bro, like you could call everyone bro. Because it was like obviously sagging and baggy pants were like the first real style thing that I think we had to deal with with our parents. Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. But dude. I don't know, we've talked about it before, but you kind of adopt whatever you're older. If you have an older sibling, you kind of adopt what they do, too. And and they, our older siblings, were more 90s kids than we were 90s kids, right? You, and they were both born in the 80s. Man, I didn't adopt my older brother's style very much. I know, man. but you kind of, like, what? Yeah, that's true. He wears <laughs> the same plaid cargo shorts to this day that he wore in high school. That's early thousands, though. Plaid cargo shorts is for sure early thousands. I feel like I wasn't clear enough, so I'm going to back up. <laughs> He wears the same plaid cargo shorts that he wore in high school. You're just repeating yourself because you know he might listen to this. The exact <laughs> same. Not like new pair. Not, not the same style now. No, no, no. They are the same <laughs> pair of shorts. Anchor blue? Anchor blue. That's right. <laughs> I wonder. I don't remember if our anchor blue, the episode we talked about anchor blue ever aired. but Well, because we talked about style. I don't think it did. Yeah, that was the same one we talked about shoes. Though. That one didn't ever air. But yeah, dude, Anchor Blue. He probably wears some fucking shit with some Anchor Blue. And that was, and we might, if this, we talked about this on one that was aired or not, you might have to just cut me off. But I think it was on that episode that never aired. But I roasted him for those shirts. But that was like the only part where I almost started to copy him. And then I was like, no, wait, this is stupid. Yeah. I was all of like nine years old. And I'm like, wait, this is stupid. Yeah. The like, shirts with like the words on them. I remember one. Yeah. They, they were like, uh, they're just t-shirts with like a screen printing on it. And they would have some sort of silly joke on it. And yeah. I remember one that he had where it said on the front, it said, do you know how to keep an idiot busy? Read the back of the shirt. And then you go to the back of the shirt, and it says, if you want to know how to keep an idiot busy, read the front of the shirt. So clever. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure, like, we all got a good laugh at it. But it's like that fool, he probably still wears it. He probably still has that one, too. It's probably a gym tee. He probably has the sleeves cut off. <laughs> Is that dead yet? We just rejoined a gym last night, like a, a more, you know, classic neighborhood gym. So I didn't really take a look around. But is it still a thing to have those extreme cutoff shirts? That's what it, it was like that in college. I don't know if it still is. Where they, like, show your nipple a little bit. Yeah. Dude, what's how weird is it that dudes can show? Like, imagine <laughs> if a chick walked into a gym. No bra. It's just her nipple popping out. That would not be okay. They would ask her to leave. Yet dudes could walk around with their big old just bench press every single day nipples hanging out. And it's fine. It's like, oh, well, there's old Johnny again, fucking meathead Johnny, just over there bench pressing for the seventh day in a row. Well, it's a double standard, right? <laughs> I mean, it's an obvious double standard that we all just accept. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, I mean, chicks probably shouldn't just walk around with their nipples hanging out. <laughs> I know people talk people talk about this on podcasts all the time, but like the like teachers, right? When teachers are caught, like high school teachers are caught having sex with their students. Yeah, and it's like and it, the double standard where like when it's a te- when it's a female teacher having sex with her male students, like people don't really care. I mean, she gets fired, but like, eh, but not a big deal. Like, oh, well, I mean, but when it's and and honestly, I ascribe to this double standard one hundred percent. I'm a guilty party in this. Uh, but when it's the the reverse, where it's a male teacher and he has sex with one of his female students, like that dude goes to prison for 
forever. Yeah. Like, you're gone. You're not yeah. just fired. You're going to disappear from this earth. And that does not necessarily happen. It, I think I'm sure it has, but it doesn't necessarily happen to a female teacher. Same idea. It's just I, uh, sexism, but it's one that we all accept. I will say, though, now that I'm a teacher, I will say... Like, now that I understand the relationship between... Because the school I teach at goes from kindergarten all the way through junior high. So, mm-hmm. I'm in eighth grade. So, we have a bit, very wide range of ages, right? We have all the way from five years old. And what are you when you graduate? Eighth grade? 13, 14 years old? I mean, that's a, bit, that's a big difference. Ten years, that's a big difference. You could technically almost spend ten years in that mm-hmm. same school. And the relationship between, like, a student and a teacher... It, male to female for sure is definitely weirder like for a male teacher to do that to a female teacher but even for a female teacher to a male student like that's so weird like mm-hmm. the, your relationship with your students is strange you're talking to their parents all the time like you're responsible for all these things like they're supposed I, I don't know it's like I mean I guess it's the same as if you were to like it's it's actually kind of weirder but like people who end up sleeping with their boss like, that's a fucking weird thing. Like, when you... Well, that's, I think, different. But, well, it's way different. Yeah. What I'm just saying, it, it's just, like, the relationship between the two is, it's so... It is different because when you sleep with your boss, you're both consenting. Both. <laughs> yeah. So it's completely... I get it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just... I, mean, I am comparing the two, but I'm not saying they're the same thing. What I'm saying is that when you have this person who, like is supposed to be this person in your life that like tells you to do these things you're supposed to listen to them and then for the you to like develop a sexual relationship mm. it's fucking weird yeah man. super weird i don't know i don't i don't understand it but now now that you're in your early years of uh being an educator and you're doing first grade have you ever thought about uh mr feeney becoming a mr feeney to some kids um just follow him through yeah, I mean, so that <laughs> first grade, that concept grade. is actually like a, a lot more popular now more than ever, and it's going to get more popular as years go on. Where like, I forget the word they used to describe it. And have you ever heard of a Waldorf school? Uh, yeah. So I don't know what it is, but I've heard <clears throat> the term. It's kind of a hippie school where you go and they actually don't even start to like learn teach you how to read until i think like second grade and you spend a lot of time outside and you are get in touch with yourself and like when you go when you're in kindergarten the idea is your kindergarten teacher is going to be the same as your sixth grade teacher so Mm -hmm. you have the same teacher every year so that idea is actually getting a lot more popular so a lot of teachers at my school they're already applying to be the grade higher teacher for next year i see because it does benefit both parties a lot because you get to know how the student learns, what their ticks are, how they, you know, the best way for them to retain information. And it does suck as a student when you get a brand new person who doesn't know any of that shit and they have to learn it all and, and you're really not in tune with them till maybe month two, month three. Whereas this person who you've had since the beginning, they know from day one mm. and you could start learning right away because, you know, mm. they already know how you learn. Well, how about that? I was trying to make fun of you, and I learned something. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Feeney was actually kind of a pioneer, yeah. If you know of sorts. Looking R. back R. on it, looking back on it, if it was if it wasn't in the context of Boy Meets, Boy Meets World, I think that guy's kind of a perv because he just wanted to stay with the same kids every year. <laughs> like, dude, get and a new class, bro, and live like next door, and then ended up going to college with them too. <laughs> that, like, those parts were on, extra man. creepy, yeah, for sure. But dude. only when you look back on it, if you try and take out the fact that he's, you know, God's gift. Is Mr. <laughs> Fe- the actor of Mr. Feeney is still alive, right? Yeah. Right. I worry about that guy because he's like, I don't know, 112. Yeah. One of these days we're going to get one of those like weird. Dude, that dude stopped an armed robbery in his house like six months ago. What? Deep into his 90s. Some no. Fool, yep. Deep into his 90s, some fool tried to roll up on his crib with a gun and he either talked him out of it or pulled a gun himself and ended up... Stopping it, basically. What? Yeah. That fool's gangster. I do believe Mr. Feeney for sure keeps a, a a gun under his bed. Why Why not? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the type to be like, I'll handle this. For <laughs> sure. Who's the best TV teacher? Well, I mean. I can't think of another one. Then Mr. Feeney? I mean, who, what? I, I don't can't even think of a show where it was revolved around, like, where we got to see their teacher. 
Who was the other teacher in that show, the handsome brown-haired fella? Mr. Turner. Oh, Mr. Turner. He was good. He sort of died in a motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? Because they want to pay him or something. Probably. Sean's dad came back, so there's nothing left for Mr. Turner to do. I'm trying to think, dude. There's got to be. Who was the teacher in, like, recess? Nah, no. I can only think of Miss Finster. I think of the teacher from uh, uh, Peanuts that's like, They're pretty good, male or female. I'm not sure. I assume female. Yeah. It is. It's so weird that, like, all teachers are girls. Why is all? that like? Well, not all. Obviously, not like who you're talking to. How many female about. teachers are there in the fir- in the uh, lower grades at your school? What do you consider lower? Like first um, and fifth? Yeah. All but me and one other. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I, I, I'm trying to think. My first male teacher was probably in the fifth grade, Miss Carlton. Fifth grade, but then I had a lot of male teachers from there. Tell you what. There's a lot of male teachers in junior high. Yeah. Male teachers generally teach junior high. Junior high science or high school. But, yeah, junior high is when you'll start getting most of your male teachers. I had, I think, mostly male teachers in in, uh, college, mostly male teachers in law school. Yeah, yeah. Professors definitely mostly male um, or identify as male, I should say. Man, the wage gap. The wage gap reveals its ugly, stupid face right here on our podcast. Go figure all the professors and the law, you know, law school teachers are all male getting paid crazy money. Were most of your, were most of your... The patriarchy. Law professors, were they former, like, l- lawyers? Or? They're act, most of them are active lawyers. Active lawyers yeah. who do it, like, on the side, or... No, they're just scholars. Oh. So, I mean, it's, it's complicated. The easiest way to, well, really what it is is a lawyer is anybody who's been educated in the law gone to law school graduated done all that kind of stuff an attorney is somebody who's been licensed with the state or with the federal government to practice in a court to appear in in state or federal court okay so i asked the wrong question i should have said were most of your law professors pre former attorneys um most of them are current attorneys also oh okay so the distinction being like kind of if you graduate law school you're a lawyer if you pass a bar you're an attorney Okay. Um, that doesn't mean, like, if you're an attorney, doesn't mean you go to court all the time. doesn't mean you're practicing in court all the time. So most of my professors didn't necessarily go to court and appear in court and argue cases or do anything like that, but they were all lawyers. You know, they passed the New York bar, the Arizona bar, some of them in California bar, because they're all, like, mega brilliant genius people who weren't all that sociable. All right. You know how it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what teachers are, just people who couldn't do other shit. But it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the patriarchy, though, because almost all of them were men. And a lot of them had written, like, textbooks, so that's how they made, like, most of their... They, they all... Almost all of them were, like, s- stupid rich. Right. Because they got paid a pretty good wage, as I understand it, as far as, like, um, public, you know, government employees, I guess, technically, because it was a public university. But they just, like, they had their textbook, and they had a contract to update their textbooks, and that's where they would just make this. And, of course, textbooks would cost, I don't know, like 400 bucks a piece or something. Right. So they were making stupid money off of their textbooks. I actually have considered, I kind of want to write a children's book, and obviously not as much money as a, as a textbook, but it seems like kind of a fun, fun thing to do to, like, write a children's book. Because, dude, mm-hmm. like, all the... Uh, so many celebrities have yep. children. Did you know that? Like, yes. I feel like that's like a not talked about thing. Like yep. Jimmy Fallon, LeBron, like all these people have children's books. Yeah, we because um, we we try and buy books for our nephew. We'll oh, yeah, our yeah, nephews, yeah. both of them. Um, and so we we go through that aisle every so often at Barnes and Nobles, and I noticed that. And it's like, I don't mean to be insulting, but they're not like complicated to write. Oh you know no, I mean? not at all. They don't take like any like no, real, yeah. you know. Skill. I don't want to say no skill, but there's, it's not like other forms of writing where it's got to be real technical and grammatical. Right. And it's not like writing stuff. a textbook. No. <laughs> you just write them out. And I've, you know, that would be pretty cool. And it seems like it'd be pretty simple. I got in this discussion with somebody the other day where they were saying that, like, one of their friends, maybe it was her boyfriend, was like writing or wanted to write a children's book. But I guess they use a lot of ghost writers to write children's books so somebody will come up with a concept and like lease out the concept to somebody online who will then just like 
write the, the children's book like overnight and send it back and then you can make edits and sell it. It's like this really weird like system or shell game that she was describing exists. I, I didn't verify that it exists, but it seems so weird to me that that would exist, don't you think? Yeah, or even be necessary. Well, let me and let me put it to you this way cuz ultimately we got down to this big old argument about who owns it. If that's the case, who owns it? The person who did who wrote it or the person who said, "You know what would be a good idea is if we sent a, a bunny rabbit and a snapping turtle to Mars." Yeah. Who owns it? The person who just dreamt that up or the person who actually takes 10, you know, and writes a story about the bunny and the snapping turtle that goes to the moon or whatever did the person give you an answer did they know or well she was saying the person that came comes up with the we were on different sides she said the person she doesn't know the answer let me back up she doesn't know the answer which is just an argument without facts which is makes it appropriate for crossing streams to address it um so she was claiming that the person who comes up with the idea of the bunny and the snapping turtle owns the you know owns the idea i was saying that's ludicrous because that's the easy part in a children's book setting. Yeah. The hard part is actually writing the story out and typing it out and taking whatever it is, three, four, five hours, days, weeks to write it, that that person ought to own it despite the fact that you came up with this super basic idea. I actually disagree with both of you and think all the money should go to the motherfucker who's illustrating it because that's, that's the important yeah. part. Like, that's what matters. Is that's the, the hard part, <laughs> right, right too. Yeah. You're right, but pretend for a second that that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> the cow play. went to the moon. <laughs> play the rule. Play by the rules, okay? <laughs> You're right, but that wasn't an option. I would assume that the guy whose name is on it, Jimmy Fallon, gets most of the money. The guy who wrote it got a fee up front mm-hmm. of eighty grand or whatever it was, plenty of money for the person to live. But Jimmy Fallon's getting a check every month for this book. And then so far and so forth. Because books are weird because you have a publisher right. and you have a writer and you have an illustrator. You have all these people who are involved. You know, in the in the world of children's books, though, and celebrities, I actually, I don't mean to be cynical, but I doubt that they, any of those celebrities did too much on those books. Oh, for sure. A lot, of it, it. a lot of it, that's where the value is. But I mean, like, let's say, let's say you were to write, let's say you and me were to write a children's book. All right. And I just came up with the idea. Bunny rabbits, snapping turtles, go to the moon. Right. And Mars. You, you said Mars. Okay, to Mars. And you got to work tonight. You stayed up late. You wrote this thing. You uh, you edited it. You did all this kind of stuff. All right? Who, and then we talked about it next week. Who owns that book? Who owns that, you know, the children's book? Both of us. Why? Because we talked about it. <laughs> I would say that you, at the very least, I don't know, and this is not legal, but at the very least, you deserve a bigger interest in the book because you did way more work. Okay. That's how I feel on it. And that just was because I have more of the book doesn't mean we both don't own it. I could have 70% or 90%, but we both still own it. First of all, and you know, I don't know why somebody would use a ghost. Why is a, why would a robot be better than, what did you say? Rabbit? Snapping turtle? I think robots are interesting and, and would be fun in a children's book. Yeah, that's true because a robot would know how to get to Mars. <laughs> I Pro- guess. Probably. I guess if we need to explain <laughs> that deep. I just think robots are kind of cool. I don't know if that's a subject matter that's covered in a whole lot of children's books. Robots? Yeah, I don't know though. Yeah, for sure. Now. I bet Elon Musk has a fucking children's book about robots dude you could be the first though (laughs) do you like do you like robot movies i mean let's think of some robot movies ai do you like ai i don't think i've ever seen it what Mm. very good movie Mm -hmm. um what about the one with mills will smith what's that robot i robot pretty good Mm -hmm. good movie um terminator Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you like robot movies? I mean, so far, I'm convincing myself. <laughs> so far, I haven't said a bad one. Name one bad robot does, movie. Does Does AI freak you out a little bit? Oh, um, no. Because I'll be honest, that is kind of a, a category of movies that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Because I'm like, I could see this happening. I could see like robots getting too smart and outsmarting us like pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> I think that AI is real, like the the 
quote unquote threat of AI is real. I think like what they think it could eventually do is real, but I'm not afraid of it. I don't think it's going to be like where it takes over humans and then it's going to kill us off. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think ultimately we'll still be in control, but I do think that there is a day. Have you seen Wally before? Yeah. I think Wally is more of a viable like future for us than like AI where it's like everybody is gone and all that exists is AI. I don't think that that's real. I think ultimately we can still we'll still be existing, but I just think that we'll be inferior. I get I get really concerned <laughs> at the idea that AI could could sprout up and start doing a diagnosis if it's like existence and it pops up and it's just like, "Okay, I live here now. This is where, you know, this is where I exist." And it's particularly in robot form, by the way. And so in robot form, it's like, all right, this is where I exist. This is a house. This is a city. This is uh, a country. And just get this is, you know, the earth. I live on this planet. And as far as I can tell, this is the only place I can live. What's the biggest threat to the place I live? It's these, you know, sloppy sack of bones over here who's polluting everything and making a mess, not cleaning up after itself digging holes without any concern for whether or not you're going to be able to replenish that resource. We got to get rid of that thing. Okay. And from just a complete kind of unbiased and mechanical way, which is what AI I assume would, would, would achieve. They might be like, we got to, maybe they won't be violent and that they'll try and kill us, but they might try and stop us from existing slowly. You know what I mean? By like, I don't know, figuring out a way to keep us from reproducing. But on the other side of the argument, you have to remember, so AI is, all of the information AI is going to get is things that humans have put out there. Mm -hmm. And so if AI is getting an opinion of humans from humans, ultimately its opinion of humans is that we're necessary. Hmm. Right? Like, I mean, yes, of course, you're going to have some things that say, like, this is the things, these are the reasons why we suck. But more so, they're going to get, these are the reasons why this species is necessary, right? Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, if AI's only source of information is coming from us, there's no way that AI, in my opinion, I mean, I'm an idiot, but there's no way that AI is going to get to the point where they're like, oh, well humans need to be gone because everything that it's getting is from the perspective of a human. The only reason, like if you think of AI thinking like the only, imagine if you met God, imagine if God was like, Hey, I'm here, here I am. I decided I'm actually going to live on earth with you. I decided I want to have a house in LA and I'm going to chill and I'm going to hang out. None of us would be like, Oh, well we need to, the majority of us wouldn't be like, Oh, I need to, destroy that we would be like oh the only reason i'm here is because of that Mm -hmm. so we wouldn't want it gone because that's where we came from all of the information that we have has come from that so in in my opinion even if ai gets really smart and gets all this information it's going to recognize the fact that the reason why it has that information is because of us so we're almost necessary to its existence i don't Mm. see and i mean and obviously like i said like maybe i just can't comprehend the level of understanding to where it's like oh well i actually don't need that at all i don't see ai and most people would probably actually disagree with me, but I don't see the point to where AI is like, eh, I could survive on my own. I don't need those guys. And then just like kill us. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like AI will always feel like we're necessary to be around, but I do see AI creating a system in which maybe, you know, we end up like those fat guys in Wally where we're just chilling and watching TV. And they're actually the ones who are running the world or universe or solar system or whatever the fuck they were doing in Wally. I feel like the AI that you're describing isn't all that I. <laughs> you think that <laughs> it's like the Walmart AI? <laughs> well, you're saying because you're you're saying that like you're the the AI that you're setting up is only getting the information that we put out there. But first of all, like every, everything already is out there. Like everything is out there. There's plenty of opinions out there, people just, you know, discussing how we are the cause for all these environmental issues. And I don't mean to be talking environmental, but I think true um, intelligence would have this guy 
be able this guy there's the patriarchy again have this thing <laughs> why is your ai male bro <laughs> this thing be capable of independent thought and possibly theoretical thought and be able to <laughs> diagnose things on its own without access to what we've come up with you know what i mean because i think that's part of what is intelligent about it no but who are we to say like how do we know that well, are humans really the problem? Do we know that? I guess not. Because, I mean, what if humans are actually the solution? You know, like what we don't know. I don't think that we're able to comprehend like what is actually best. Like mm-hmm. what is best? Because none of this shit would be possible without us. Mm-hmm. None of it. it. AI doesn't exist unless, you know, those monkeys 10 million years ago ate all those mushrooms <laughs> or whatever the fuck caused yeah. <laughs> evolution. Like we don't know what made it so. So all these things are possible. So what if humans are actually necessary? Like we don't know that humans aren't necessary. We don't know that these this AI that develops this intelligence is able to get to the point where it's like, oh well, these guys we could get just get rid of them because we don't even need them. That's true. I might just be I might just be cynical about my outlook of how AI is going to interpret us because I don't know because I'm not into environmentalism and I don't understand it all. I don't even know if we are completely the cause. And maybe we're not smart enough to actually even understand the cause. You know what I mean? And maybe AI will be smart enough to understand the cause. And lo and behold, it's nothing to do with us, in which case we're safe. That's what I'm saying. And then maybe lo and behold, it ends up focusing on some other shit while we're fatties that sit in our bed that goes up and down and we eat food and poop in our bed all day. But like for some reason as humans we think of like this higher being or thing like even aliens like we think when aliens come they're going to want to kill us but like if we went to another planet and found aliens mm-hmm. we wouldn't be like let's kill them mm-hmm. we'd be like let's figure it out like, let's see why they're there like but for some reason every alien movie movie's the same they want to yeah. beam us up they want to stick probes up our butthole and they want to kill us eventually and you know, Will Smith flying around in a spaceship or whatever. But see, I am under the assumption, like I'm confining the space though in my theory of AI, right? Because AI is still, in, and again, we're still in robot form in my head because that's what brought this whole thing up. They're going to be confined to the same living space, right? Because they're they're robots. I mean, maybe they could start a rocket ship because they know of some place a million gazillion light years away that they could live and be fine. But I would assume that they're going to, First thing they're going to do is un- uh, like learn its surroundings and learn to interpret what it is, figure out what the space is that they're living in, and then how to protect their home. Just like what we would do, right? As settlers, though, that's what we would do is we'd <coughs> figure out where we live, put up huts and shop and, you know, gather in tribes for protection and hunting and gathering and all these kinds of things because the goal was to survive. And I think that that's maybe, – maybe the AI won't have that primal instinct and maybe it'll just exist to, I don't know, die. Yeah. But my guess is that they're going to want to survive, and maybe that's how they interpret their need to survive. But maybe we're not the issue. They're smarter than us. It's just that's the kind of thing that I'm concerned about, which I don't know if I would want people – I don't know if I want people working on AI because it seems like it's a slippery slope. It's like diving into a pool of water without knowing how deep it is. It sure seems like once the cat's out of the bag, man, like Pandora doesn't go back in the box. And once – like whenever that breakthrough happens, it's going to be – I would think it's going to be like immediate, like they like somebody creates true artificial intelligence and just like bam, this thing figured you know, this thing's here, <laughs> and then it's like I don't know if you could just build it so it's got an like I know there's a joke on the office where they build a you know he has a robot but it only has a six foot extension cord so you can't chase you down. Yeah, I don't know if you could actually do that with AI, but that'd be hella smart. But it you just think, needs power. Well, you think that motherfucker would figure out solar and Wi-Fi like pretty fucking quick? But well, I think you're okay. So this is the so we think of existence as things like us that take up material space. Well, I was thinking of robots. Right, you're thinking of robots. But yeah. the thing about AI is they don't need to exist in material space. AI can exist like. Uh, try to describe the internet. You mm-hmm. can't, right? It's mm-hmm. this thing that kind of exists that's like up there and everything exists on it, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't take up space. Like, I don't even really know how I access it, but I know I can do whatever the fuck I want on it. I get whatever information I want to find. 
I think AI, once it exists, I think it exists in a space that's not as material as like what you're thinking. So we, we you get scared of AI because you think of all these robots that yeah. have this ability to learn and then they have this ability to kill us. But what if AI exists in a non-material space? So it's super smart and it can do all these things, but it actually doesn't give a shit about the fact that we're taking up all the material space because it actually thinks that material space is inferior. So that's why the Wall-E thing makes more sense to me because we're almost these like, they're like, yeah, we don't even need to worry about those motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. They think these are the things that are important where we're in this space that actually we realize is the most important to us. Like what, what about an internal AI war? Like what if that shit were to happen? Like what if AI were to exist, but then all the AI ends up having, like for some reason one, yeah, like what if one AI is like only reads like super hyper neo-Nazi, like hyper conservative (laughs) websites and one is like super, you know, social justice warrior AI and like they're all just fighting each other in this non-material space that we can't even comprehend and and, and they're actually, you know what I'm saying? Do you think it would just stay there? Well, do like, do you think, what do you think its instincts are? Like, what do you think its goals are once it's awake? I mean, it, its goal, I mean, its goals. Because you would think that it would want to stay awake. Well, if it, it was just kind of like, man, I guess I'll die now. Like, like that meme with the old guy where was like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll die now. Right. And if that's the case, then, yeah, they won't go to war because none of them care. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I was here and now I'm dead. Like, yeah. whatever. I assume Maybe it's because it's uh, more, not romantic, but I guess more dramatic, is I assume that they like have some sort of drive to survive and perhaps, uh, I don't know, recreate in their own kind of weird computer robot, non-robot way to make more AI and stuff like that, which all would require survival. Yeah. And I just feel like even if they existed in this non-material internet-like, I assume electronic. Yeah. Electronic medium that they're going to want to figure out a way quickly so that, to preserve that. And that might require keeping those stupid fat monkeys from unplugging <laughs> the internet or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but can't, but that's the thing about the internet is now that it's created, we can't unplug it. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying like I think we're thinking about AI as having similar thought processes as humans, but I think that its thought processes are going to be so advanced that like we can't even really wrap our heads around it because it's so advanced and that like ultimately Hmm. the same way we feel about animals and shit that's like less smart than us like most of the time unless it's it's attributed to our survival like we leave that shit alone you know and we focus on ourselves and what's going to help us get further and i think it's going to do the same thing and that we are almost going to be a side note and which is fine you know we can get all the benefits and we're just going to be these kind of useless things well obviously we're talking about something that's way far out of our way out of our lifespan you know Mm -hmm. like these things like that when it gets to this level we're going to be long dead but we're talking about something that like is it's going to be the same way a dog can't understand like how we function i think we won't really be able to understand how it functions because it's going to be so much more complex and its motives are going to be completely different than our motives because it's just that's evolution it's just going to get better and better and i don't think that anytime something you know evolves it, it doesn't it concern itself with how to destroy the thing before it. You know, humans, for the most part, we're not looking to destroy the earth. We might be doing it, you know, inadvertently, mm-hmm. you know, on accident by doing other things, by trying to help us survive. But for the most part, we're not just like, let's kill everything that's not us. Mm-hmm. And I think AI, which is derived from something we and created like we yeah. made it possible for those things to live we are its creator we are its god i don't see why it would be like well let's just destroy it because what it can possibly get rid of it no we're irrelevant to it it can't we can't do shit to it why would it care about getting rid of us if we can't do shit to it it's gonna want to just like humans 
advance itself now. And then it's going to create something that's even bigger and better, mm-hmm. or, you know, wherever on a different planet or in the universe or whatever it is. It, it, and like I said, I think it's so complex that I don't think we can really understand what it's what it would want to do next. Because, like I said, it's it's we're the monkeys in that stage of evolution. We are so it's so much smarter and more it's deeper than what we can understand, but I don't see its reason for wanting to kill us. I mean, maybe I'm less cynical. Maybe I'm not as cynical as most people are. I just don't understand, like, why would it want us dead? We made it. We're the reason why it's here, you know? I don't know if... It doesn't need the Earth to exist. Keep. Why? What do you mean? AI. AI doesn't need the Earth to exist. AI can... At the very least, it would need, like... (laughs) Electricity Does it? Do you know that for sure? Like, I don't think Whoa. it does. I think the internet is something bigger than electricity. I think it's somewhere, like, all of that stuff is, like, in this, like, this stratosphere that, like, in we like don't even quite servers? comprehend. Yeah, but not even servers because servers are a physical thing. Like, I think yeah. that it exists it because, like, like, the cloud. The cloud is a way place to store information without servers like that you can store information without a physical thing like it Mm. exists so i what i think is that like it doesn't really need us around it doesn't even need the earth around like what if it actually is able to live and thrive without us like it'll just let us live on and die when we die and it will do whatever it wants to do so if it i mean if it lives in the internet and the earth was to explode it would still live yeah i think right i, don't know. I guess i don't because know because it's data works at so all. like data data doesn't just disappear like it exists it just doesn't exist in a physical form because it, it's hard to comprehend because as humans we don't understand how something could exist in a non-physical form but shit exists in a non-physical form it just exists it's just there we just can't see it it's data you know like it, it right so even without the Earth, like, especially if it gets more advanced and is able to trap, like, so that's why they say, like, you know, aliens far away or whatever might be able to pick up radio signal from years and years and years. Because, like, even if the Earth exploded, like, that shit still exists somewhere. Mm. It's floating through nothing that eventually wants something that can receive that receives it, it they can hear it or in a physical form but like it doesn't have to exist in a physical form does that make sense Mm-mm. <laughs> well yeah because we're idiots <laughs> i guess i don't i guess i don't know how the internet works um but i do know that like i i'm skeptical that something is going to just let us be leave us alone because it's grateful to us i don't think it's grateful i know that dogs have killed people before that's true. Um, and even though a dog doesn't understand the internet or <laughs> people, they have killed people before, and people have had to kill dogs because a dog has you know attacked it or whatever. But there's not a war on dogs. No, there's not a war on dogs. But there would be if the dogs were smart enough to unite with each other, right? If if a dog attacked a person and the person retaliated and killed the dog, and the dogs were smart enough to be like, oh, that fucking big thing I don't understand is starting to attack us. Let's rally together and fight back. There would be. Do you think so? Yeah, if they were smart enough, we would. I mean, we would. If an alien did come down, I'm not saying that they necessarily would. I'm not trying to make any assumptions. But if an alien we didn't understand did come down and attacked us, we would shoot something at it. Yeah, um, that's true. I also know that like. Um, Deer, for instance, they don't understand people either, um, but deer sometimes destroy a, a big or overrun a particular area that is also being cohabited um, by by people. And so people who, again, are a little bit smarter have had to kill deer um, just for the sake of preserving a, you know, preserving their own interests. Um, you know, no ill will or anything like that. It's not necessarily a, a structured plan, but there had been, you know, attacks... I, well, I shouldn't say attacks, but there's, you know, orchestrated hunting to protect a common space. And so I imagine if the deer were smart enough, they would do the same thing. They'd be like, dang, that thing we don't understand is, is killing a bunch of us. Let's do something and shoot something at them. Yeah. Um, and I could see where, like, I don't know. I thought there's got to be some sort. I would think that if the Earth exploded, our mark on the greater universe would be mostly gone. 
that's what uh, that's what I would have assumed because how big the the universe is and how it's always expanding. I would just assume that if the Earth was gone, that the far reaches of the galaxy wouldn't even know or care. And so I assumed that the internet would be gone with the servers and with electricity and all that kind of stuff. Um, based on that, if I'm I'm completely wrong, so be it. But if I'm not wrong and that's accurate, then I would think that they would have interest in, at the very least, keeping the electricity on, keeping you know the internet up, and would do what you know we have to do with deer when they overrun an area and make sure that we don't do anything to screw it up now that might not require them to just come out and go full robot war immediately they might have to be like a little bit of you know attacks like a little a dog gets out of hand and, it, and bites <laughs> one of them you know and then things would would get sparky but that's just how i don't know yeah i guess if if they can exist in perpetuity in this empty space near the earth forever then i guess you're right we don't have they don't have to do nothing I just think of AI as like the next step in evolution and there's mm-hmm. never been a point that we know of up to this point up to this period in the universe where the most evolved thing kills the thing before it you know mm-hmm. like uh, there's no there's no reason for that like it, it seems weird like why would we kill the thing before it especially when I don't know. It, it's the reason why we're here. But you're talking about you're you're right. Like I, I'm thinking of something that's super rudimentary, and like I'm talking about like animalistic instincts and shit. And we're talking about some shit that's hyper. Like you said, the eye and AI. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about something that's hyper advanced and is thinking. It's playing chess when we're playing checkers. Like maybe it's mm-hmm. like, hey, killing these motherfuckers is actually going to help us out. Yeah. Maybe it would. And I can't understand its thought process. What I'm saying is that like there, there is a way or you know, a thought process that says like, maybe it wouldn't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying, especially the evolution thing. But I'm wondering like, did we, did we in our current state, like exist at the same time as like the Neanderthals? I think so. Yeah. I think, I I think that, I don't know my anthropology. Yeah. I think there has to be, there has to be a transitional period right so like there's something that happens where like something a little bit more advanced and you know but obviously there's like the missing movies you mean Mm-mm. because it freaks you out mm-hmm. like x um um x machina mm-hmm. that's such a good movie but yeah mm-hmm. yeah that is a little bit weird because it understands see that's the thing where it gets scary though is the thing that gets scary is like as humans, if we try to contain this thing mm-hmm. and then it realize like, hey, these motherfuckers are trying mm-hmm. to contain us. Mm-hmm. What do we do so it can't contain us? Oh, well, our only option is we kill them. Right. And then that's when it gets weird because then it's going to be like, OK, well, now we we need it to die. Right. You know, so that I could see. But that's, that's how the movies always go, which is probably why I'm freaked out because I'm getting an unfair. Uh I'm not getting, or I'm not getting a very fair representation of all the options of AI. But Just what the if, crazy ones. what if, as humans, the best thing we can do is instead of retaliating, what if the best thing we can do is embrace? And then it's like, hey, these things, these guys want us to be here, and let's look forward as AI. I'm saying let's yeah. look forward rather than let's kill these motherfuckers so they stop holding us back, so then we can oh, move yeah. forward. You know, well, like that's definitely our only move. What are we gonna fight them? Well, right now it's our only move, but like that's what I'm saying is that like you can't fight them. <laughs> yeah, our tablets, our computers will blow up on us. Like these headphones right now will just explode and kill both of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we can't fight them. No, whatever you want me to do, I'll you know we're your human slaves at that point because yeah. you're too powerful. But that's the thing is like okay, so human slaves. What is a human slave to AI? What if a human slave is getting them fat and happy and just getting them to leave us alone? No. Then you have Wally, right? Then you're just chilling, and it's doing what you want to do. I, I guess I don't remember the uh, plot to Wally that well. <laughs> well, the, the um, humans and Wally—they're basically these bedridden fat that. things. They had to leave Earth, and they're on the thing. Yeah, and they're yeah. on the thing, and then the things Spaceship. that yeah, and the things that are like more advanced than them are kind of like doing all the work while they just chill and eat and, mm-hmm. and hang out and kind of you know do whatever. But like. What if it that's its best way of 
dealing with us. So what was the plot? What was like the conflict in that movie? So I just remember Wally not being able to clean up the whole planet. He was yeah, trying, so though. he was trying to clean the planet because Earth was fucked and yeah. met Eve, and then yeah. him and Eve fell in love, and it was like, oh, the robot fell in love with the other robot, and then Eve didn't really talk, and you know she wasn't much of a talker, and then they kind of hung out, and they. But there was a storyline where they got the Earth, pe- the fat people, to come back to Earth, and they were happy. Right, yeah, but that part of the story isn't what I'm talking about. Oh, why? <laughs> because, like, there's... So what happened with the spaceship AI thing? In this story, there's no, like, humans come back to Earth and then we're just happy. Like, once AI exists and takes off, like, we're, we're done. Like, Did something over. bad with the AI and Wally happen and you're not telling me that I part? I don't remember. I don't <laughs> Did really Did the AI remember. turn on him in space? I don't think that anybody turned on anybody. What I do think is that the humans were irrelevant. And then what really mattered was the love between Wally and AI. I'm going to have to go watch eating. it again. <laughs> I have to go watch it again because I feel like maybe the AI got a little maniacal overlordish on the spaceship and they had to figure out how to get home. Yeah, I do. I think I remember a part where Eve gets like red eyes and <laughs> yeah. trying to kill the fat guy or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is a good, this is a good crossing streams topic though because we disagree but to be honest you're you're probably in the camp that like most people probably agree with most people would probably say like yeah that's scary dude it's a healthy fear it's a healthy fear you know what i mean but things that are going to kill me immediately yes but it's also things that the 99.9 percent of the planet can't do anything about because Mm -hmm. the ones who are actually developing ai is such a small percent and no one's stopping those motherfuckers they're like no way dude there's a commission they have a com- there's people are worried about it enough. Smart people are worried about it enough that they have like a little committee of of super geniuses who are like, mm, maybe we should be careful a little bit. Well, Elon Musk is worried and he's way smarter than me, <laughs> yeah. so I assume we should probably be worried. But I'm just saying that I think there's another side of the coin that people don't consider, which is <laughs> that maybe we'll be fine. Like maybe it's not as big of a deal as we think it is. I don't that know. Co- that side of the coin seems a little risky. Because you know what's safe is us destroying the planet by ourselves without yeah. AI, <laughs> without without AI causing a why the a end. Wrench. The end is the end regardless. Like why does it? I don't know. Mm. Why does it matter how it ends? That's true. Because no matter I do want what, it to end quickly. Maybe the, the AI would be a quicker ending. No matter what, I had this crazy thought the other day when I was driving home from work, mm-hmm. and I was just driving, and I was chilling, and I was listening to a podcast, and I was hanging out, and I was like, what if right now is when the big one hits, the mm-hmm. big asteroid that wipes us all out? What if? Mm-hmm. It's all done. That's like, it's the all, dream. It's all over, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all, it, it ends now. But if, I don't know. That's I, what you want, though. That's how you want it to it, go out. How fucking so. dope would an AI war be? Like, not dope. robots? Not dope at all, dude. Why? That's a lot of struggle. No, like, I don't want it to go... Sick. I don't, I don't want civilization as we know it to crumble slowly into darkness where people are eating each other and living in squalor and hiding from the electricity and shit. You know what I mean? Like, the quiet uh, noise. Fuck. The quiet place. The quiet place where those <laughs> things are, like, chasing. Like, dude... That is not how you want the world to end. I want the world to end with like a, the sun to explode or um, uh, a giant, like you said, a giant asteroid that just comes in and just wipes everything out. Just quick, boom, done. Nobody's like panicked. Nobody even knows what's going on. It's just gone. So I have a question for you. So do you know how long we would have if the sun exploded? Like eight minutes, right? Eight minutes. Yeah. What would you do? You get a text on your phone, the sun just exploded. Enjoy your yeah. last eight minutes, bitch. I take back the idea of the sun exploding being a good way for <laughs> What do you do for eight minutes? That's a long time. And it's also a short amount of time. Like, it's like, what do I do for eight, my last eight minutes? Where, where am I? Um, you just got home from work. You just got That's home from work. That's but, good. But Corbin's not home yet. We'd probably talk. <laughs> you just shoot her a call. Yeah. Talk to her for eight minutes. Yeah. I'm like, well... How, what are the things you liked about our relationship? Yeah. That's that's probably it. Obviously, you want to be together, but like I also wouldn't um, like if I was at work and she was at work. It's like we're not gonna. Yeah, we're, what do you, we're okay, not, so we're not getting then? together in eight minutes, and I'm not gonna try. We're just gonna be on the phone. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. If, if, uh, for as long as the phones exist, because in that eight minutes, people are gonna fucking ruin it. Right. I'm sure. So in in eight minutes, okay. So let's say because the sun exploding is definitive, right? I mean, because yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those things. Every where, star does. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like eight minutes. Okay, 
news is out. Everybody knows it's happening. It's not fake. You've got eight minutes. Like if it was something where it's just like, mm, we think the sun may have exploded. And if it did, you only have eight minutes. Because if that's the case, you get in the car and you do your best to like get to your loved ones. Okay. But if you know it and it's like, it's done, it's over, you've got eight minutes. I'm not getting from my work to her work in eight minutes. Then I'm not going to try because it's too dangerous. People are going to run each other over. You're going to die in four minutes. If you go out there, you know what I mean? Have you ever seen the Steve Carroll movie that's called like looking what's it called? Yeah. Looking for a best friend for the end of the I haven't, or something? But. So what do you, okay, so let's say in this alternate universe okay, so let's say we know an asteroid. I think the plot of the movie is an asteroid is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have like a day or like mm-hmm. a week or whatever. So like let's say you have a day. What do you do? What do you do in that day? I mean hang out? Just yeah. Hug your loved ones, the ones that are close, because you can't go anywhere really, right? Like if we try to drive, it would be foolish to try. Yeah, it would take longer than a day. I mean, yeah, ideally you still have phones that work, and you do all that kind of stuff. But other than that, I'd probably just get like rip roaring drunk, or you know, or do some sort of crazy drugs and stuff. Yeah, I would do so much acid that like, (laughs) and just and just chill, like you know, with your closest loved ones. That's that's about all you can do, man. Yeah. Especially when it's like the big one, like you're saying. Now, if it's, again, if it's the alternative, then there's all kinds of stuff that spring into motion, like thinking zombie apocalypse, quiet place, like this slow falling apart, which that'd be the worst, dude. I think Joe Rogan's got this right. Like when the actual earthquake happens, you know, he wants to be right in the middle of it. When Yellowstone blows, he wants to be right there. Or if the asteroid hits, he wants it to hit him on the head. Like that is you true. Want just be done because you don't want to be one of those that's dealing with the fallout and people are like raiding each other's homes and stealing from each other and <sighs> killing each other for freaking bread. You don't want to live that, dude. It seems fun. It seems sketchy, right. right? Especially if you've got loved ones that you're taking care of. That's where it's like you've got too many things going on that you got to worry about. Yeah, you. Yeah, that is true. You have so much on your plate that you almost you probably can't even make the right choice because you're like, I don't even. There's so many things that like, and I can only choose one. Yeah, I can only choose one thing. Yeah, what's the thing I'm gonna choose? And if I if if like you went completely rogue, like that's again, I guess the best of the bad, bad, bad situation is like you just buy yourself like you're just rogue yeah. and like you can clan up like walking dead like you can clan up with people i guess but like all everybody you cared about did like died quick deaths you know and you gotta just go rogue yeah because if you when you have to start dealing with your kids and stuff and oof yeah that's hard all right well what, what's our time <laughs> I don't know. You're going to say it. Don't say it, dude. <laughs> All right. Don't say it. I can see it. All right. Don't so say it. We need to do okay, some... we've done this amount of time, so <laughs> we're going to have to wrap up. We need to do some clickbait because we got, we got lots of uh, emails, hateful emails last week because we didn't do clickbait. Stupid. So like thousands of emails. <laughs> All right, so this is the only segment that we've like really held on to. I like it. Do you like the it? The only one that we've well, it's the best one objectively, but it's the only one that we've held on to with almost every episode. It's the only one we've tried. All right, what's the one that we said earlier in this episode? What did uh, I say? Obsession of the week. Oh, okay. Which you didn't even we didn't even talk about that much. What was your obsession of the week? Sublime. Oh, that's right. All right. So this first one, mysterious smell has been plaguing a whole county for months and no one knows where it's coming from. Ever since late last year, that's the title, that's the clickbait. Ever since last year, people in various parts of Delaware County, Pennsylvania have been, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, isn't Delaware a state? There's a county in Pennsylvania. We have a a Nevada County in Nevada City. Named after a Really? Yeah, it's like right up the road. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> All right. Ever since late last year, why? People in various parts of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, has been reporting a foul sulfur-like smell that comes and goes seemingly at random. So far, no one has been able to pinpoint its source or its nature. It all started in October 2019 when a strong odor was reported nearby. In November, people in Ridley Township alerted authorities that the same smell on Veterans Day. Then in December, December several 911 one calls were made from Brookhaven about a strong smell in the air that some likened to that of petroleum or sulfur. Did they ever figure out what it is? Um, no. If you read the article, they're all just like, I don't know what's that, making it stink. Then that is the the baitiest click, <laughs> right? Like that's so 
stupid. <laughs> Guess what it is? You know what it probably is? It's probably sulfur. Uh-huh. Don't you think? It's like I a, think it's um, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. What's the thing where planes with the smoke and the conspiracy theories? Chemtrails. Yeah, it's probably chemtrail. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's the so baity. Yeah. Like I'm, I wish it was something like you know, okay, sexy, but it's not. What about it's this one? Basic. Baby boy married off to dog in India to ward off evil spirits. Oh, my God. Photos have emerged of an unlikely wedding ceremony carried out between a one-year-old infant boy and a local dog in the Indian state of Odisha. See, this was the concern when we legalized gay marriage. We knew this was... (laughs) Pretty soon you're going to have babies marrying dogs. We knew it. We knew it with Prop 8. We said, what's next? This is what's next. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But why did they do that? In 2003, a nine-year-old girl was married to a little Oh, this is old clickbait. No, no, no. That's also... This one is from recently, but that's saying in 2003, it also happened. So basically in India, if there's like this weird spirit thing, like the only way to get rid of it is if you marry a baby to a dog. Can they get a divorce soon after once the spirit's gone i mean i don't know how indian law works you would probably know better than me but i assume probably not but <laughs> well, the yeah, good news all lawyers we all study indian law in the first year the good news is the baby will probably outlive the dog mm, and the baby will actually probably be a widow before it's even adult and can remarry a, a human, human. But I don't know how widows do in India. Like, if you could just get married, you know, they probably don't have the same rights as us or something. All right. What about this? This one's funny because it's from the New York Post, and it has one of the funniest article titles I've ever read in my life. Have we ever figured out if the postie is actually legit or not? Because we've talked about this before on the podcast, and we didn't know. That last one was not legit. It was like a blog. So so the postie is probably not legit. (laughs) And the picture was literally a baby next to a dog. Like, no, no. Oh, and that was in the Post? Yeah. The New York Post? No, no, no. That one was, oh, is the New York Post legit? Oh, no, I don't know if it's legit. we got to figure that out, because this is the second New York Post article, and I just need to know. Okay. Well, listen to the title. Okay. Putting... Putting potatoes up your butt won't cure hemorrhoids, doctors warn. Hmm. So if you're curious, potatoes only belong in one human hole. That's the first sentence of the article. Doctors are starting to get very concerned about people who subscribe to dangerous home remedy touted on numerous websites, which involve inserting a potato into the rectum. Have you ever subscribed to a home remedy that like very obviously wasn't true or didn't work? You just say fuck all of it. Mm. Can yeah. I can I just be honest about this article real quick? Yeah. I need to just get something off my chest. Okay. I am so tired of people sticking random stuff up their butt. Why? It why no, that's my question. <laughs> why? why? Like stop sticking random stuff up your butt. Like I mean, it, there might be a good reason to stick things up your butt occasionally but those are few and far between and the amount of times people stuff their drugs up their ass is astonishing yeah it's it drives me crazy man people store like they store their meth up their asshole and it's just like you couldn't have woken up this morning and been like oh i really think today i might end up getting arrested so let me hide my drugs in my asshole there's no way you thought that which means you're just putting it up your butt because that's a good place to store it that is ridiculous. Well, Potatoes, it's not okay. And I'm pretty sure recently we... Didn't we have another clickbait like this? Yeah, where a guy put something up his butt and then they found it or something. Yeah, stop <laughs> putting things up your butt, man. Especially vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes not a vegetable, is it? <laughs> doctors, have, like, doctors have had to answer too many questions yeah. <laughs> about whether it's okay to shove something up your ass. Like, I could only imagine the New York Post calling, like, the local doctor and being like, what do you say about people saying it? Don't do it. The Don't fact- stick the potato up your butt. The fact checker. He's got to call and be like, we got a potato up the ass. Good idea, bad idea. Imagine if he was like, well, idea. seems legit. I mean, <laughs> the starch. Well, it's and got the, a lot of enzymes. The hemorrhoid. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, that poor doctor. Whatever doctor they're referencing. Okay, this one's a funny one. British parrot went missing for four years, returns, speaking Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that? (laughs) British, he said? British parrot? He was a British (laughs) parrot, and he left. And then they're like, what's the nearest Spanish-speaking country? And why did this parrot come back four years later? (laughs) 
What Dude, the parents, fuck? Parents live to be hella old, yeah, I think. Yeah, like 100 or something. I don't know that, but I thought it was like 50, <laughs> yeah, 50 years. He probably just flew over to Spain for a little vacation, a little siesta. You're afraid of AI? I'm afraid of parrots. Why? I don't know. I mean, I just, Dude, just what about turtles? Turtles live to be like 100. Sea turtles, the big ones. That's what I'm talking about. Did I ever tell you the story about my turtle got stolen by a cat when I was a kid? That thing's dead, bro. <laughs> yeah, but but I was a I was a kid and I had a pet turtle and I put him outside because his cage was stinky and my mom told me to clean it and I was like, well, I'm gonna put it outside for a little bit and then I'll clean it later. And I came back and it was gone. And the only thing that could have happened was a stray cat picked it up and then ate it. Unless it <laughs> ran away, but I don't think they could climb the walls of the cage. Dude, you've got a checkered history with <laughs> reptiles, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, because reptiles. Damn, they suck, dude. Yeah, well, they're not so great. But they're easy. What kind of what kind of turtle is this? Is there kinds? It's not a big sea turtle. Is a normal. What pet, size was it? A pet size, like this big, like a like a uh, softball, uh, softball size turtle. Dang, what was his name? Um, I don't remember. I think I named him Franklin because I'm not Franklin. creative. Franklin Turtle. Yeah. Do you remember that show? Uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was on PBS. It's Franklin. I show my kids that. Show. Oh, that's why. Because you were just singing that song the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sent me a link. Yeah. And you didn't something. even like it. It was about the. Well, you you ins- you insulted me. We went to we went to the moon in nineteen sixty. You told me that wasn't a song. Come to find out, it's from Even Stevens. Dude, I could write a book about all the stuff you said on here that's wrong, and I don't rub it in your face. What? Yeah. Like what? I'm not going to tell you. Name one thing I said that's wrong. I'm not going to tell you. In 100 years when we're doing a podcast about AI and it's we're fat and laying on beds and it's just chilling. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, wow, what's weird how we're 100 years old. You got and AI just wants nothing to do but to make us happy. Dude, you got fair use wrong when we talked about fair use. You don't know. Six weeks ago. I Googled it on the way home. I never told you because it didn't matter. What was the answer? That basically I was right. What would, did you say? That so fair use is is copyrighted material, but in certain instances you're allowed to use it. Like news, like it's a fair use of an item. Right. But you were like, no, it's stuff that's not copyrighted, and yeah. I'm like, no, it's copyrighted. It's things that are copyrighted that you can use. Yeah. They're like, that's not what so I said. parodies. Run it back. So parodies and is, news is fair use. Yeah, news is. I think news is. Yeah. Yeah. I Certain said that. I remember saying that. But news is also copyrighted. All right. What? Yeah. No. That's what I was trying to tell you. You wouldn't listen. All right. Man who wanted to, man who wanted to prove Earth is flat dies in rocket crash. Dude. Okay. I love that. Is probably one of my favorite documentaries ever. Is on Netflix. Have you watched it yet? No, it's I'm not into it. Called Behind the Curve, and they are constantly trying to do experiments to prove that the Earth is flat, and they keep fucking it up. And this, I'm sure, is just, if this is real, it's probably not real. Um, it's just another example of a stupid flat earther who are trying, desperately trying to find any evidence and something about the curve got this man killed. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he made an at-home rocket. That's pretty cool. He was 64 years old. He had a long, he lived a long life. <laughs> and all his friends were like, we didn't actually think he believed it. Then one day he just he blew himself up, bl- blasted off in the sky, landed on his head like we told him he was going to. What Gravity. if that guy got up in the air? He saw the earth was flat. He's like, I knew it. And then just <laughs> <laughs> crashed. Fuck! Like he's falling. He's like, no. You've got to watch the documentary. It is so funny. I mean, at one point, one of the guys says, look, we believe in this community so much that if we found evidence that the Earth was not flat, we would just <laughs> ignore that evidence and look for evidence that's, that says it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay, you're crazy. Yeah, they're idiots. You're, you're a crazy So person. if AI comes and kills us, they're going first. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's going to look up flat Earth. Okay, who believes in this? Let's kill these guys because they're our, the ones. Yep. All right. That's our, our our great protectors are the flat earthers. What's our time at? Does it matter? Well, I just I feel like I'm I'm kind of done. That's okay. Can I, I'm kind of done. Be our outro. Well, no, all you got to do is thank our listeners. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram at Crossing Streams Podcast. I think. Um, thank you to our sponsor. Brought to you again by Weight Watchers. Use the code word Oprah. Um. Thank you to our five listeners. You guys are the reason why we do this. Shoot us an email. Tell. Oh, um, yeah, that's it. Tune in next week. All right. Bye.